0: Thanks for tuning in. I'm Dave Barfield. And I'm
1: Josiah Jones.
0: And this is the Christ Community Podcast. We are so glad you're here. It is our hope that you'll be encouraged, challenged, and uplifted by the gospel of Jesus Christ. In this episode, we're going to talk about the latest sermon, what's going on in the world around us, and we'll also spend time praying. So let's get started. Josiah, last week we were all kind of taken back by the governor's stay-at-home order, and now we're starting to see a pretty big uptick in the cases of the virus. A lot of us uh, just kind of have this sense of waiting, right, for things either to get better, which is what we hope, or kind of a sense of holding our breath, uh, anticipating that things just
1: might get worse. Yeah, Dave, I think that's exactly right. You know, uh, last time we said at the beginning, what a month. And now we're saying, what a week! <laughs> yeah. uh, things are changing so rapidly, and, you know, I think it's in times like these uh, that we really need our focus to be on the God who is unchanging. You know, the writer of Hebrews talks about uh, how in this world the things are shaken. It's in those times that we need to focus on the things that cannot be shaken, mm. our God who is unchanging, our God mm-hmm. who is faithful, our God who is for us. We need to let that set uh, our expectations, mm. and instead of focusing on what's happening, our circumstances, instead of focusing on our uh, plans and how we're going to uh, s- uh, solve the issues that face us, though certainly we, there are there is a part for us to play, Or instead of focusing on our performance, Mm -hmm. um, instead focus on our God, who He is, Mm -hmm. what He's promised us. Um, That's what we need in a time when the world around us is Mm -hmm. shaking. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. I need
0: constant reminding that my expectations are from God. It's not from my
1: job or my family or my performance or whatever. Yeah, exactly, Dave. That's really the heart of the gospel, isn't it? Our identity isn't based on our performance, it's based on Jesus Hmm. and His performance. Amen, so true. Thank God for that. Now, I've been thinking about how our church
0: has, in unique ways, come together uh, in this interesting time of quarantine. It's been exciting to see what God has already done, and I've got two questions for you, and I'll start with this. Why do you think it's taken a situation like this virus, COVID-19... To get us to see our dependence on God.
1: <laughs> Dave, are you sure you want the answer to that? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, you know, as we look back at our time in 1 Peter, uh, we see how God often uses a suffering as a way to uh, expose the... the um, shallow foundations of our hope. It's so easy. As Christians, we know and we can say, yeah, my hope is in Jesus and what He's done and in the resurrection and in the future God's promised, but gradually, and sometimes not gradually, we can end up beginning to shift our hope uh, to, uh, uh, to our our plans for our, our children, mm-hmm. our plans for our career, our 401ks, mm-hmm. um, to our, our health plans, and circumstances like this are God's loving way of saying, you don't want your hope there. That's not a solid foundation for your hope. There's one foundation that's solid, and that is, that's my son Jesus. Uh, that's the salvation that he has provided. That's the future that he has secured that Peter tells us is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, and it's kept in heaven uh, for us who are being guarded by faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last times. This is God's loving way of exposing the things that you're putting your hope in are not secure. Jesus and his work is secure. Hmm. Dave, I would just mention... One other thing, really quickly, I think another thing that God's doing, another image that Scripture uh, presents is in John 15, and that is a picture of God as a gardener uh, who works in the midst of difficult circumstances to, to prune. Um, the things in our lives that uh, are are drawing our our, our attention, our hope, our devotion away from Jesus, mm-hmm. the source of life mm-hmm. and, and hope and, and joy. And so it, though pruning is painful, it, it's the pruning of a Father who loves us and who wants us to be drawing our life from mm. Jesus. And so sometimes it's, it's difficult circumstances uh, that are the Father's pruning, so that we begin to uh, focus on Christ and our communion with Him, the life we have in Him, the relationships that He's developed with the body of Christ, and and His mission in the world um, because of of the Father's pruning. Mm. Yeah, that's a good word. I, this idea of pruning, pruning. I guess it's
0: uh, be careful what you ask for situation, kind of like praying for humility, you have to be prepared to be humbled. and <laughs> It's often a painful process, so that's a good word. Um, my second question then for you is this. Hopefully, this will all be over with soon, and my question is, how do we go from here and not lose the ground that we've already gained now in prayer and in community I mean, there's some ground I'd like to lose, like the weight I've put on from sitting around and snacking all day. But, <laughs> but spiritually speaking, I have personally have enjoyed a lot of the web meetings and the prayer times. People are finding it easier to ask, how are you doing? And, and meaning it. Um, so how do we go on from here after this COVID-19 situation and not lose that
1: sense of dependence on God for everything that we need? Dave, that is a really good question. Uh, I think you would agree it would be incredibly sad to go through uh, all of this and end up going uh, backward. Mm-hmm. And I think the main way to prevent this is, Dave, I've, I know you've said this, is by getting addicted, if you will, uh, to what God is mm-hmm. doing, both in our own life and, and in the lives of of others, hmm. I think, uh, for example, when when Peter, um, in First Peter chapter two, uh, reminds people uh, to taste and see mm. that the Lord is good, he right. says, "If indeed you've you've tasted before, you have, mm-hmm. haven't you?" And I think this is a time when the Lord is uh, is pulling away some of the things that draw our hearts. Uh, away from the sweet communion that mm-hmm. our God wants with us that he's saying taste taste and see mm-hmm. uh, until you have uh, uh, your your appetite so wet that you 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 long like newborn infants is the image Peter gives you long for the pure milk of God's word mm-hmm. and so um, I think this is where we, our hearts cry out, God, give me such a taste of the sweetness of communion with you. Um, give me a, a, a taste of the rich community that you want for me with the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and I think many of us are experiencing that, uh, beginning to experience that at, at new levels. And give me such a taste that I, I won't want to go back uh, to the cheap m- imitations of the communion that we're intended to have with God uh, and with His people, and I think it's the same even with give me a taste of uh, of the mission uh, of the work that you have, because uh, uh, there is tremendous uh, there's tremendous excitement and joy and adventure mm-hmm. um, in being about uh, the work of Christ. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I was sometime Dave. You remember uh, as staff, um, we read together a book by J.D. Greer uh, called "Gaining by Losing," and he, he tells about a family that was concerned about uh, their uh, their their whole family, but especially their their children seemed to. Just have hearts that were that were wandering away from God, and and the the life of the whole family was not where they wanted. And Greer's counsel to him was, "Okay, where are you plugged in? Where are you mm. involved in being a part of 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 Christ's mission as a family?" Mm. And and the parents' response, "Well, well, we're not. We've mm. got this going. We've got that going." You know, started listing all the things that they have going, and his response was. Your kids are think that Christianity is boring mm. it's it, 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 they're missing out on the adventure that God intends in the Christian life. and so sure enough, as they got plugged in both in serving locally and and their family even did a short term short term mission trip, mm. they began to see their children catch a vision for, the adventure that is the Christian life.
0: That's awesome. That's so true. I'm reminded of what one of our missionaries just shared with us at our missions conference. He said, there's great joy out in the harvest, so get out there in the harvest. Absolutely. So we've been talking in um, some of our meetings here at church, or online, how people can get involved in the harvest, and um, you've mentioned that there are many ways that people can get
1: involved involved. Uh, even though it seems like, for now, we're all stuck at home. That's right, Dave. I'm going to be sending out an email to our our church later this week uh, that lists some of the ways that people can get involved, Uh, everything from donating blood to calling senior citizens that are feeling very isolated to making Easter baskets uh, for at-risk kids. In fact, I mean, it's really exciting. Many a number of people have responded to uh, Leanne Barda's uh, "Grace at Work" testimony mm-hmm. and are saying, "Yes, I want to be a awesome. part." And so there is great oppor- there are great opportunities, and uh, the sky's the limit. Really, uh, we're going to try to help uh, create some pathways for our people to to serve, to, to love their neighbor in the midst of this need. Cool. Okay. Let's talk about your sermon
0: last Sunday. Um, it was about how God often, quote-unquote, frustrates our plans. Why don't you give us a 60-second snapshot to remind us of the sermon?
1: Yes, Dave. Uh, so we were in James uh, chapter 4, verses 13 through 17, and we began with the reality that we're all experiencing Um uh, it doesn't matter who we are, we're all experiencing plans that we made being frustrated. And so we asked, okay, what's, what's the problem here? And the problem seems to be obvious, doesn't it? Um, we had good plans. Mm. We we thought about this, and maybe we even prayed mm-hmm. s- some about it. And so we planned out uh, our day, our week, and uh, our our year, often in many cases, and th- they've been blown to shreds. Our mm. plans uh, have been frustrated, and it seems like that's the, that's the problem. We, <laughs> we have done uh, everything that was in our power, and yet they're frustrated. And uh, I think the bigger problem for, for us many times is that the one whom we know could do something about it, God, he hasn't. He's let mm. our good plans um, be frustrated. Hmm. So, what James does, though, is he forces us to look beneath the surface to the matters of the heart, mm-hmm. and he exposes the reality. Is uh, the the deeper problem is we arrogantly think that we have the right and the uh, the uh, Capacity to be in control of our lives mm-hmm. and determine our future, hmm. and and what James shows us is the reality is we have neither the right, uh, we're not the sovereign; God is, mm-hmm. nor the competency uh, because we don't have the knowledge, we don't have the power, hmm. we don't have the wisdom to govern our lives, let alone the world. And James reminds us of the God who does so that we can trust in Him, and uh, uh, even when He frustrates our plans, to recognize He's in control and working out His plans and therefore our good. Such a good lesson for times
0: like this. I know personally my family and I were supposed to be in Florida this week for family vacation, and now we're not. We're stuck at home um, in isolation. I especially liked how you mentioned in your sermon that when we give up idols, whatever they might be, money, fame, or success, or just this idea of authority or autonomy, we're not really giving up control. We're really giving up the illusion
1: of control, right? That's that's ex- right, exactly right, Dave. It's funny how easily we buy into that uh, illusion, and God is gracious mm-hmm. enough to exp- to expose it mm-hmm. uh, because He wants us to know the comfort, the joy, the security of resting in His control.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good, I like that, resting in His control. Let me ask you this, what's one way, you think, that our people can right now, as they're listening, or later in time, alone with God, whatever, what's one way that people can make progress in trusting God for
1: His perfect plan? Dave, I think that's a great question. You know, I mentioned at the end of the sermon, just kind of in passing, what, uh, where we go when we recognize, all right, I'm not in control God is, and yet I need to make plans. I do need to make plans. So, when I acknowledge I'm not in control, what then? And I think we begin by looking at God's will uh, and his wisdom. We we mentioned that in passing in the sermon, and sometimes when we think about, begin by asking, what do I know about God's will? Sometimes we're trying to uh, to discern or look at the tea leaves and discern uh, things, and I don't think that that's what God wants for us. You know, in Deuteronomy 29, 29, God says through Moses, the secret things belong to the Lord, but those things that have been revealed belong to us and to our children, and so this is where we need our hearts and minds immersed in the Word of God so that we're, our, our perspective, our priorities, are being shaped by God's Word, and that's what's shaping the primary shaper of our plans. But then there still are things that Scripture doesn't explicitly address, and this is where uh, the call for the need for wisdom is so crucial. We need the wisdom of God who gives us the ability to apply the truths of God to difficult circumstances where there isn't an exact verse um, to address that situation. So, Dave, this is where James tells us at the beginning of his letter, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally without reproach, but let him ask in faith. In other words, James saying, so in making your plans, they need to be shaped by God's Word, but then you've got to come in prayer, Mm -hmm. asking God for the wisdom that is from above as you seek to navigate the difficult circumstances of life that require a wisdom that's much greater than yours.
0: Next segment, we're going to take the time to hear God's word. We want the word of Christ to dwell in us richly. So as you listen, chew on these words, meditate on them, and thank God for the gift of His word.
1: Dave, our scripture text this afternoon is John 15, 1 through seventeen. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. so that whatever you ask, the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, so that you will love one another. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God.
0: As we close, we want to spend some time praying for everyone. And we hope, if you can, that you'll pray along with us. Josiah,
1: why don't you go first, and then I'll close. I'd be glad to, Dave. Let's pray. God, our Father, we acknowledge, as Jesus has just reminded us in the text that we've read, that you are the vine, Lord Jesus. You are the source of life. You are the source of hope and freedom and joy and peace. Apart from you, Lord Jesus, we can do nothing. We so quickly and easily lose sight of that fact. And Father, you love us enough that you work in the circumstances of our lives to draw us back to the Lord Jesus to come to him, to abide in him. Father, even though you're pruning, you're cutting away the things that are drawing our hearts away from Jesus, even though that pruning is painful, we know that you are good, and you are doing your work in us and in this world because you love us. And you want us to find life in your Son where it can be found. So we pray that during this time of pruning, when many of the things that we normally fill our days with are stripped away, at least for a season, Father, would you indeed enable us to abide in Jesus? for his word to abide in us, Uh, for the Lord Jesus to be shaping our minds and hearts and affections and drawing us into deep, deep communion with him. Not only with him, and so with you, Father and Blessed Holy Spirit, but also with one another. Would you be deepening our love and our affection for one another, This is the commandment that you gave us, Jesus, uh, to love one another. And so would you be uh, opening our eyes to see the ways that we can reach out to one another, support one another, encourage one another, spur one another on to love and good works? Amen.
0: Father, gracious God, I'm just blown away that, as Josiah just read in John 15, that you chose us and appointed us not just to be your children, but appointed us to bear much fruit. And Father, what a gift it is to be involved in your mission here on this earth. And so we give you praise for this. We know it's nothing of our own doing. And Father, we give you praise in the many successes we've already seen during this time of quarantine with the mission endeavors that are going forth with um, gift boxes for at-risk children and goody bags for medical personnel that are stretched so thin. Lord, we just thank you that these things are going out and that your Word is going with them, and so we pray for your blessing on these endeavors that these things would bear much fruit, Lord, and that we would be able to say, do more, do more, and that we would see the fruit. And so we thank you for that, um, for what you're doing here Uh, through Christ Community Church. And Lord, we pray for more. We pray that you would stir up people, stir up our own hearts to see needs all around us, and that we would see fruit, that we would pray to you, the Lord of the harvest, to send out laborers digitally, even now as we're stuck at home, that we would go forth digitally online and social media and over the phone and just proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ in the ways that you've given to us. So thank you so much for including us here on your mission, and we pray that we would bear much fruit and so many seeds of the gospel during this time for people to have no hope. Lord, we have hope, and we rejoiced yes. in that last week, and we rejoice yes. in that again, that we have hope. And so we pray that we would express that hope and that people would look and say, I want what they have, and that we would see much fruit. So we thank you, Father, for what you're doing in our hearts, We thank you for what you're doing in this community and around the world during these unusual times. And we commit all this to you in the name of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, we invite you to share it with family and friends. For more information on our church, please visit us online at ChristCommunityCarmel.org and join us again next week for the Christ Community Podcast. Until then, the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Amen.
1: God bless.